You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Keeping Up with the Kardashians. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Keeping Up with the Kardashians news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Well, hello, everyone. After a whirlwind of Kardashian, Kardashians in the news and Kim's fairy tale wedding gone awry, we are getting the backstory here with Kim and Courtney Take New York, the premiere of season two. We are hot off the episode, and I am Jackie Moran here to break it all down with my partner in crime, Mari Fagel is on the line. Hey, Mari. Hello, hello. Ever since they announced their divorce, I was so excited for this premiere only because I wanted to know, was it a PR stunt? Was it real? And I feel like we finally got some answers tonight. And uh, I just want to go I ahead and real agree, quick. Mari. Sorry, guys. I just want to go ahead and say hey, for, the, for the intro... Um, I just felt, you know, uh, since you guys did an amazing season of keeping up with the Kardashians, I just wanted to keep that spirit alive, even though, of course, we are doing Courtney and Kim Take New York. But nevertheless, I'll leave it to you guys to recap everything. Yeah, it's so yeah, funny absolutely. because we did the wedding special. You know, we had our big after show after the wedding special. We discussed all the details. We had Maria Menounos on to discuss it. We had uh, one of Kim's best family friends on to discuss it. And, you know, I really felt like we spent, like, two hours talking about this wedding. And then only, what, like, two, three weeks later did we find out that they were announcing their divorce? I felt cheated. I'm sure all the Kardashian fans felt cheated. And I was just wanted to know, was it a PR stunt or not? And I feel like so many people thought it was. And because I'm a fan of the show, I didn't. Um, and so that's why watching tonight's episode was so interesting to me. Jackie? Absolutely. And we have some news and gossip on how the fans feel as far as some backlash and you know certainly what we're feeling Mari we couldn't be bigger Kardashian fans we have uh, you know Kim Kardashian's great friend and founder of AfterBuzz Maria Menounos who was so excited she was live at the wedding gave us the inside scoop you know we were on a wedding high as of you know October and all of a sudden we're in November and all of a sudden boom it, it hits us over the head and Basically, I think the producers, Kim Kardashian being one of them having edit, 
you know, editing rights over this show, they, you know, they knew as fans we needed answers. And uh, we'll get into news and gossip about what they did to give us those answers. And basically, they said it in the opening montage of this premiere episode that here it is eight weeks earlier. And then, you know, they show us a montage of Kim and Chris's divorce announcement and or, you know, you know, filing for divorce. And then they say, here's the story from eight weeks ago. And even with that opening scene where they say eight weeks earlier, it kind of hits you over the head. Oh, my God, this was only eight weeks ago. And it does raise that question. Was this all a stunt? Was the whole thing staged for TV? Or, in my opinion, what I think it was, Mari, is basically these are just two people moving really fast in a huge spotlight, and it all came down to kind of bite them in the behind because this is what happens when you rush into something, and then when you have zillions of people watching you, they're going to have opinions. So I really don't think the whole thing was staged. I just think that they rushed into a marriage, and it all basically fell apart very quickly. Do you kind of agree with that, Mari? Well, this is what I think, because I went from one spectrum to the other while watching this show. At first, I thought, okay, this was not a PR stunt. This was real. The reason I thought it was real was because their fights had too much emotion in them for me to think that it was fake. You know, they were so cute and lovey-dovey, and then they were so upset and angry with each other, either either with the broken toenail or the naked yoga guy, like those emotions being so happy and so mad and so upset are such a broad range. And they're not actors that I thought to myself, okay, this is real. You know, they're fighting a lot. Now I'm starting to understand it. The reason I thought maybe it wasn't real was at the end of the episode when Chris tells Kim that he wants to move to Minnesota to train while he's on lockout. And she's so calm about it, and she's like, okay, if that's what you want to do, I don't want to hold you back. And, like, then he leaves. And she was so calm about it. It's like she cries over a broken toenail and earrings, but she doesn't cry over the fact that her husband wants to leave her to go to another state to train when he's not even in season. And to me, that just, like, yelled out, producer, 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 so produced. You know, this whole, I'm going to leave, I'm going to go somewhere else, you're going to let me. I felt like that was fake. And so now, I don't know, part of me thinks it's real and that, you know, Chris is just kind of a prick. Kim is very sensitive and those two personalities don't mesh well. But then part of me thinks that it was a hoax. So I feel like I'm going to have to keep watching to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's... It goes both ways where you know these scenes are kind of produced, but where's the reality in their feelings for each other and where they stand with, was it such a high-level thing that the whole thing was fixed as far as the wedding and do they really have feelings for each other? Are they really just feeling each other out? And these fights come along with those growing pains and then, boom, they, they realize it's not working out. Or did they just basically have to sort of deal with each other for eight weeks to make a TV show? You know, that's kind of where people are trying to figure it all out. And that's what this season is about, trying to help us all get the real answers. Um, Basically, Mari, you called it perfectly where 
the whole episode was about them basically fighting, as well as Courtney and Scott. But let's, of course, start with Kim and Chris because, you know, they are the talk of the entire universe when it comes to Kardashian, the Kardashian world right now. And, you know, you had tweeted me during the show, Mari. In the beginning, they start off high off this honeymoon. They're taking a private jet, you know, into New York. They're going to live with Courtney and Scott in a suite in the Gansevoort, which is, I can see the Gansevoort from my apartment, so I really don't know how I didn't see them when they were out on the balcony. But uh, that being said, they (laughs) seemed as any newlywed would seem when they arrived in New York that obviously didn't last long. Um, You know, first of all, what do you even think, before we get into the, the dueling couples, what do you even think of them setting this up this way where the two couples live together in the Gansvort, not only just with each other, with Mason? I mean, I don't think it's appropriate at all. I First of all, Mason, I'm very disappointed that they've decided to feature Mason. I thought that Courtney and Scott had made the decision not to have him in the show, and I liked that decision because it's not his choice. I don't think it's right for him to grow up on reality television. While, you know, all the sisters have made it their choice to live their lives on television, it's not his choice, and so I thought that was wrong. But um, someone actually tweeted at me, one of our um, followers said, where where is it? She told me that apparently... um, that apparently Mason, that Scott negotiated extra money to get Mason on the show. And so, you know, in order to feature him, they got paid even more. But I still don't think that's right. And then to have them all live together is obviously not a good idea. And I saw that firsthand when Chris says, your sister's a weirdo, I want her to move out. That's exactly the reason why you don't live with your sister-in-law, because he should have never, ever, ever said a comment like that that is so out of line. But he's been pushed to the limit. Like, it's totally inappropriate for a newlywed couple to be living with someone's sister-in-law, you know, boyfriend and kid. Totally inappropriate. Absolutely. And I come from a family that's very close. You know, uh, they're, they are a very close family. They're kind of always together. But when you put, you know, two newlyweds in a, basically, you know how big New York City spaces are, even if you are in the penthouse. Um, you know, two couples, a newlywed, and then Scott and Courtney with their problems with, the new, you know, raising a young child, totally a recipe for disaster. At this point, I agree with Chris. You know, there's a lot of things that make me not want to like Chris, but then if you really look at it, look at what Chris is saying so far, scene by scene. I'm kind of just breaking it down scene by scene. Chris is right here. He goes, it's an awkward situation. I don't get Scott and Courtney's relationship. You know, do you really blame him? He has a right to not get it. He has a right to feel awkward here. You know, you're not supposed to be in such close quarters with your sister-in-law five seconds, basically, after you're getting married. So right here, he's not coming off like a bad guy to me, really, at all. I kind of I side with Chris here. You know, Kim says, I'm so close to my family, I wouldn't have it any other way or whatever. But you know what? You have to consider Chris's feelings, too. And I wonder how much he really wanted to go along with this. And Mari, I can't believe you brought that up about Mason. 
because I did tweet that I thought he was so adorable, but we have talked about this on Keeping Up with the Kardashians when they did feature him here and there. It's not fair. I totally agree with you and our followers that it's not fair at all to A, get extra money at his expense, and feature him on reality television when he has absolutely no choice over that and is, of course, not of an age or frame of mind to be able to have a say in this. So I totally agree. Not right at all to be featuring Mason in the show. As a viewer, though, of course, how can you not love him? He's adorable. But as far as making that choice and knowing that they would get extra money for it, I definitely can't agree with that and that makes me you know upset with Scott and Courtney for for making that decision and normally I love Courtney because I think she's very level-headed and real so that definitely disappoints me um but you know then we head into kind of this you know let's stick with Kim and Chris and basically this mishmash of all of a sudden Reality sets in, basically. Chris even said himself, I don't feel married yet. It hasn't set in. Well, then, bam, it sets in. 7 a.m., Mason's in the playroom 20 feet away. And, of course, you know that it's so produced that they set his playroom up 20 feet away. But still, you know, he's being woken up by Mason as a newlywed, trying to stay on track for working out and his career. And he's hit in the head with all these things, the fashion show, the probiotic food shopping, uh, you know, all this craziness. Again, can you really blame him at this point for this living situation? He, you know, throughout this whole episode, I was really thinking to myself, for someone who's a true, uh, you know, athlete like this, a professional athlete, this is really not a good situation for him at all. I mean, I'm sure you obviously can agree with that. No, obviously it's not a good situation, but I know he's an athlete, but we have to keep in mind that he's on lockout. Walter's filming, and he's currently on lockout. And so the whole importance of him needing to get up every morning and train, yes, he does need to train. I understand that. But it's not like you need to get up at 6 a.m. because you have to go to the stadium at 9 a.m. You know what I mean? It's like that's all he has is in his entire schedule is to train at the gym. So I don't understand why that was such a priority. Like, if anything, Kim has several things to juggle. He has one thing right now, train at the gym. You know, so I just don't understand why that was such a big deal. Well, you know, it's kind of that self-discipline thing where it might not seem like a big deal, but that is his responsibility as much as he wants to make it or not make it. And I do think that he has a right to kind of, you know, follow those responsibilities. And I don't know, I'm, I'm so far, I'm not really hating on Chris. I mean, if you look at it, some of the things he says, okay, very immature, uh, very childish, very, um, I don't want to say, like, unclassy. That's not the way I want to put it. But, you know, he's definitely not that sort of she-she kind of vibe of the, you know, of the Kardashian world. But I don't know if that bothers me so much at this point. Um, You know, of course, his clothes are everywhere. Kim freaks out about him, um, you know, not being neat and, you know, 
Courtney even calls her out saying, you're like, mom, you're such a nag. And again, at this point, I'm not hating Chris. I, he definitely is a slob, but you know what? He, it's, this is a sign that they haven't even become close to discovering each other yet because Courtney says it herself, they have never even lived together yet, really, and they're married. So this is a warning sign right here. I don't think this is anything that's fixed. This is just the reality. He's discovering what he lives like, and they're already married. So that's a big problem in my eyes. Don't you agree? Yes. So then, you know, things progress. Um, They kind of have, like, their, you know, their uh, whole spa incident, um, which is just the beginning of Courtney sort of meddling in, uh, you know, Kim's choices and uh, Kim and Chris's relationship here in this episode and uh, sort of putting her lifestyle in their life right in their face, basically, the girls go to the spa. And so we just need to talk about this right now. The girls go to the spa. Chris is like, I have an Asian guy that can cure psoriasis. Uh, you know, you just have to sit in animal urine. And they're like, really? And Courtney, I love how she's like, you should try that. And he's like, ew, I totally made that up. You guys would try anything. Um, you know, I thought that was funny. And then they go to the spa. And I'm sorry, but that was this. Disgusting. I, you know, Courtney basically gets an enema, and Kim is always the more reserved one. They come home, they talk about it. Chris, okay, he like farts on Kim, and, and that was a big thing in the previews, by the way. If you looked it up in, on Google, it was a big thing. Oh, Chris is disgusting. He farts on Kim. But I'm sorry, Courtney is the one getting an em- enema leaking on their bed in a hotel room. All I could think about was I am never staying in that hotel room. And, you know, he then he ruins her pedicure. She freaks out on him. But he's playing around. He doesn't mean to do anything wrong. Again, I'm still agreeing with Chris at this point. Wh- where did you stand? And I think Courtney, it, she's funny with these kinds of things, but it is disgusting. And I think if anyone was really disgusting in the scene, it was Courtney. I don't know. I think it's funny. Like, that's what the Kardashians are all about. They they fart, they burp, they do their, like, remember they were taking the earwax out of Bruce Jenner's ear, like, last season. Like, that's what they do. And I just thought, like, Chris came off as such a prick in all these scenes because that's why we like watching the Kardashians because they're so ridiculous and they're so funny and they do so many weird things and it's entertaining. And for someone who, like, I feel like he thinks he's such a prankster all the time and such, like, a cool, laid-back guy. And, like, it's like he conditions that he can't take it and he, like, just, like, these things are jokes. Like, get over it. I don't know. I just feel like he's too uptight. But you're calling him uptight, but then Kim is the one who freaks out on him about the whole pedicure thing. And I thought that was totally ridiculous. No, but the thing is, Kim never claims to be anything but uptight. She knows, she she says, I'm type A. I like things clean. I like this. I like that. Yes, it was ridiculous that she got upset about the broken toenail. It was even more ridiculous than the earrings from last season when she dropped them in the water. But, like, she doesn't pretend to be 
someone who's cool and laid back, and I feel like he pretends to be that. She even said in her vows, like, you're the one who, you know, makes me take life less seriously, and then he's getting mad about, like, farting and naked yoga guys? Like, who cares? See, I, I don't know. I think as a viewer, okay, we get a kick out of this stuff, but you know what? No, not if you have to live with it. Like, I really don't blame him. In re- if you look at this from a realistic, I mean, there's nothing realistic about this reality. Let's just put it that way. But if you look at it from a, a couple, if you walk in, and, some, and of course we're jumping ahead a little bit here because the naked yoga is just what puts it all out there, literally. <laughs> but, you know, if you walk into these things, I mean, look at it. Courtney is in their face. They're newlyweds. Courtney's sitting on his bed, leaking on his bed. I mean, he didn't even freak out. Kim's the one who freaks out over a pedicure thing. And I think, I don't know, she's just she's definitely type A. I'm type A, so you would think I would side with her. But, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think... I just don't think at this point I see Chris doing anything wrong. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong. He didn't even get mad, really, at this point. But he's, I think there's everything right about thinking that this stuff is a little crazy and kooky and it's taking it a little far. Even Kim is the one. Kim says that Courtney's taking it too far with all this holistic stuff. And, you know, we're going to obviously get to the naked yoga scene because there's just way too much to talk about with that. But it still, you know, went on. Now, here's a part where I will say that Chris comes off like a bit of a jerk, and that's the welcome to New York party because, you know, he does sign up basically to attend this party, to do this show. So here's where I'm back and forth. I'm very back and forth with Chris, I have to be honest. But this is one point where I side with Kim because, you know what, you signed on to do this show. You married a Kardashian. It is, you're in New York and you do have to do these things. You have to go to a party in your honor and you have to stay there. You know, him, Chris's attitude at the party is one part where I think he was definitely in the wrong. How did you feel about the party where he basically was like, I don't give an F-U-C-K, I'm not staying, I want to go. You know, Kim's like, please, 15 more minutes. Here I did feel bad for Kim. I thought Chris was being a bit of a douche here. First of all, it's a welcome party for them. And so I didn't even like that she said we're obligated to go. Like, it's a welcome party thrown in your honor. Second of all, yet again, you're saying you have to go to go to train tomorrow morning. You're on lockout. Like, who cares if you stay out an extra hour late? Like, you know what I mean? I just, I thought he was being totally ridiculous. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's up to him to stay on track with the lockout. I mean, for his career, I do, I see his point about wanting to be disciplined, but you know what? You did sign up for the show and you like, this is an instance with the party where I feel like he was being too much, you know, too much about like, Oh, I have to work out, whatever, you know, like really ruining Kim's night a little bit. So I'm, I do agree with you there on that one. Um, but then, you know, Courtney's back in the scene, and it just all lets loose that naked yoga. You know, there was a spa thing, but Chris walks in. You know, basically, this is the culmination of Kim and Chris 
fighting on this episode, premiere episode, to how would you feel? Let's reverse the tables for a second. How would you feel, Mari, if you walked in on your boyfriend doing naked yoga with a naked female yoga instructor in your apartment with a bunch of guys? I would flip out. I'm, I would definitely flip out. And Chris, exactly that's what he did. He totally flipped out. Now, here's where I think he was wrong in the way of handling it, in the way of taking it out on the yoga instructor. That's his job. Whatever, everybody has the right to their own job. So here he is taking it too far because he basically is rude to the yoga instructor. And, you know, that's immature. But then even Tim screaming at him in front of guests, in front of the girls who were doing the, to, in front of the girls who were doing the class, that's, I think that's immature and inappropriate of Kim. So, you know, each one has their faults. Chris ends up storming out, but I'm not going to hate on him for not being able to handle walking in on this naked yoga scene. But it seems like you differ on this opinion, Mari. I mean, I thought it was funny. I was cracking up at it. And so if that happened in my apartment, I would walk in and be like, what the F is going on? Like, what is this? But I would laugh. I think it's funny. I wouldn't get, like so upset or so mad I don't know I just I don't know I felt like he got just it's like if you're going to get mad then don't pretend that you're this like laid back cool funny guy like if Tim were to come in and get mad at that I would understand because she is type A but he claims to not be so I think that's what bothers me so much I don't know I mean I I just, whatever you claim to be or not, I just feel like there's just limits. And, of course, these girls are always pushing the limits, but it definitely can weigh on a relationship. And when we talk about news and gossip in a minute, you know, there's a lot in the news about how Chris is going to be made to look like the bad guy through all of this. And I don't know with this premiere episode if I'm buying it. I don't know if he's really on my nerves as much as he even was in the wedding special. I mean, I don't know. I, as far as what happened in this premiere episode, I'm not really sure that I think he's so bad right now. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, he's a slob. He, you know, he, but he's constantly telling Kim that he loves her. I think he has to pay attention to his career. He ends up deciding he's going to go back to Minnesota to train. Courtney comes in and apologizes a little bit too late. I think she pushed him way too far in this premiere episode. And, you know, I don't think he made such a bad decision right here. I'm kind of siding with him at this point. But I will say that it does raise warning signs that Kim did not seem affected by it at all at this point, and that does bother me on Kim's level. So, but it doesn't really bother me that he made this choice. I don't know. I, I feel like we're really not agreeing on this tonight, Mari. I'm, like, shocked that you're taking Chris's side, but it's good for, for our listeners that we have two differing opinions here. But uh, I'm I'm all against Chris, and you're apparently all for Chris. <laughs> we'll see if that lasts. I know. I, I can't believe it. Uh, you know, guys, definitely, if you are listening and you have thoughts and opinions, we want to hear them. 424-256-1729. Tweet us. We're going to read tweets. Um, there's 
so much reaction going on to this to this episode. And I, I don't know. I'm really curious to see. Obviously, the whole episode or the whole season, rather, can't go on with him in Minnesota. So I'm, he, you know, it seems he comes back somehow. I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, you know, I don't know. I just right now I'm not really looking at Chris as such a bad guy that the news and media made him out to be. I mean, he even came off worse. In the you know last few episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, so right now, I can't believe it, but I don't want to say I'm on Team Chris, but I just don't see I don't see him as the bad guy just yet. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't really think Kim was even doing anything wrong either. I just think they're discovering a lot about each other. They set themselves up for disaster by moving into this situation, and Courtney kind of made a lot of trouble whether she realized it or not so kind of, let's talk about Courtney now making trouble basically with everybody um, from Kim and Chris's relationship to her relationship with Scott which you know for all the talk about Kim and Chris I am just as interested in Courtney and Scott and I know you are too Mari we're just like big fans of Scott um, and I'm so interested in their relationship so Let's talk about them for a second. Not doing too well right now. Let's just say that. I don't know how much of it is produced. I know we both agree that we don't agree with them choosing to include Mason in all of this. Um, but basically, they start off on kind of that sour note that we were seeing a little bit of at the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians last season. Um Scott, even just opening with him smoking on the terrace and her screaming at him, but they were artificial cigarettes. You know, basically, he's in this frame of mind. I can't do anything right. Courtney's always yelling at me. They're sleeping in separate beds. They move into this huge space, and they're sleeping in two separate beds. And Courtney's saying it's always how it's been. I've been sleeping with Mason basically all his life. No matter what, I think that just sends a bad message to Scott to Mason? I mean, I don't think Mason should get used to sleeping in the bed with her. I don't think that's a great choice. Of course, everybody's entitled to their choices, and we don't know enough about it, but I can't see how this is a good thing for them. I don't, I don't get the setup, and I know we tweeted about it, Mari. Where, where are your thoughts on this? I don't know. I hope it is produced only because I really like Scott and Courtney. But if it's not, it's really sad that they're sleeping in separate bedrooms. That is so, so bad for a marriage. And I don't know. I have a feeling they're kind of playing up her being this, like, uptight, health guru mother. But I don't know because she used to be, like, so fun and playful and that's why, like, her and Scott got along so well, because she was, for the most part, very laid back. Um, I don't know. I really like them together. You know I love Scott. I've always loved Scott. I think he's hilarious. I think him sharp shaving his armpits, just everything he does and says. I constantly retweet what he's tweeting on Twitter, because he's so funny. Um, you know, I just... You know, I hope that it's just produced because I really like them together and I hope that they stay in it for the long haul. I know. It's very hard to tell how much is produced and how much isn't. Uh, definitely some inside scoop on all of the behind-the-scenes production uh, when we get to news and gossip. But at this point, 
I don't know. It's such a. It has to be produced because here's what we're talking about. We're talking about Courtney being an uptight probiotic mother, but then she's doing naked yoga and getting enemas at the spa. So it's just a clash to me of Courtney's personality, really. Um, and definitely when it comes to Scott and Mason, she's uptight, but she hasn't lost that craziness, um, you know, when it comes to these other situations. So it's definitely confusing at this point. Another confusing scene for me was Courtney and Scott going out to dinner, just that simple scene sort of just said so much about where they're at with each other because it was like, you take Mason, I'm in heels. And then he's like, no, I'm wearing $300 clothes. And she's like, whatever, you're annoying. You know, and he's on the edge as it is with not smoking and all that, you know. And basically Scott was like, I really want to get back to a way where we're not so distant and I don't know how. And that really does happen with a lot of couples, especially with, you know, not that I went through it, but, I hear this so much that new couple, you know, couples with a new baby, it really does affect their relationship. So I don't know what to think here because it does seem very realistic and possible that this is all happening. Um, and they represent kind of a reality here for so many couples, I bet. But I don't know. They don't seem in a good place right here. And it looks like Scott's the one who's trying to fix it. And Courtney's the one who's being really tough and annoying. But then she calls Kim out for being tough and annoying at times. So I don't know. I'm just seeing this clash with Courtney, like two sides of Courtney. Do you, do you, are you with me on that, Mari? What are you thinking? Yeah, no. I feel like it's produced, though, on Courtney's end, though, because she normally is so, like, fun and laid back that I feel like it's produced to make, like, play up or... Um, you know, over-exaggerate her being this, like, new health guru uptight. Because she was even, like, laughing about the enemas and everything. So I have a feeling that this is produced for more drama. Yeah, I mean, and then you see the scene with the Welcome to New York party and Scott ordering a beer, which is a an exact continuation of where they were at with Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And she had said, I'm okay with him drinking casually, but the her bottom line is if he crosses that line and slips back into that Miami frame of mind, she's out of there. And, you know, even him at this Welcome to New York party, I really want to hope, and maybe that's why it seemed produced to me, but I really want to hope it was more produced because... He didn't seem to get that out of control as far as the drinking goes, but then they show him being a little obnoxious and telling her she can walk home. And that's how it sort of goes where all of a sudden Scott's out of there. So at this point, I do feel like this whole scene was produced. Or I don't know if it's that it is or that I'm hoping that. Um, but basically, Courtney's like, you know, this is not happening. And she, even though Scott did show up there in the morning, he's basically like, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm done being abused. And he goes to his sort of PR agent or whatever Jonathan Siobhan is to them. And, uh, you know, he's even siding with Scott where she, you know, he's saying Courtney has him on a leash. She's very distant. So I don't know. I mean, they're kind of painting Courtney to be the bad guy here. You know, having him on a leash, I don't think he did anything really so wrong at that party, but he did make her walk home. That was not good. 
Um, but he does kind of move out, but he didn't even take anything with him. So I don't know. Again, this is a very wishy-washy uh, sort of thing for me as far as the way we're kind of left off with with Courtney and Scott. What are your kind of thoughts on this? We'll have to watch it. I don't know. It's like I think they were in separate bedrooms last season, too, and that really worried me. I don't know, because they've been together for so long that, you know, you'd think it was working, but, you know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. All I know is I think Scott really, really has turned around. He's a really good dad. Um, you know, he does little things here and there, like, yeah, what he did with taking the car wasn't right, but he's nothing like how he had been, you know, in, you know, Miami and things like that. I think he really has changed his act since Mason. Um, so I hope Courtney just kind of like realizes that. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. I mean, I think they're trying to produce it and paint this picture that he's going back to that place. But I kind of am siding with Scott as well. I'm, like, siding with the guys here um, because I think they're trying to make him look like he's at fault. But what is he really doing? I mean, he's not smoking. He's smoking fake cigarettes. He's drinking, but he seems to be pretty controlled. Yeah, he makes her walk home. But you know what? Sometimes tempers fly, and I don't know. If you look at him in the morning, who was playing with Mason sitting there at 7 a.m.? It was Scott. Um, so I, and he is a guy at the end of the day. And I think for, you know, where he's at, I think he has come a long way. I don't think he's slipping as deep into what he was portrayed at as in Miami, as you know, Courtney would like us to think. And Kim even sort of is saying the same thing. I'm not really seeing it yet. So I really do. I'm not hating on Courtney, but I, I kind of feel bad for the guys at this point. And I don't know. I just hope they all sort of figure it out, especially, well, we know what happens with, with Kim and Chris, which is sad, but, um, you know, with Courtney and Scott, I think they have more to them than they're making it out to be right now. And I think, you know, I don't think it's as bad as it seems. Now, Kim and Chris, well, okay, that's bad because it's only going to get worse. So definitely looking forward to how this all plays out. Um, Mari, what are your what are your last thoughts on this premiere episode? Because I definitely want to get into some news and gossip and some inside info that I have from somebody who is very familiar with with the show. And um, I also want to read some viewer tweets. So definitely tweet us right now at AfterBuzz TV and Jackie Moran and Mari Fagel. But uh, before we get into all that good stuff, what do you what are your last thoughts on on this uh, premiere episode? Um. <laughs> I thought that it definitely kept us guessing because at first I thought, oh, Kim and Chris, this is definitely real. And then I thought, oh, this is produced. So it's keeping me guessing and wanting more. And um, I don't know. I I thought Chris was a prick during the Kardashian season. I thought he was kind of a prick during the wedding. And those views are still continuing. He's kind of a prick and kind of a dick. (laughs) So, um Let's see if he changes my mind, but that's not likely. Well, that's definitely what the producers want us to think by the end of this season, and I'll tell you why in News and Gossip. So let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. 
After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Well... I definitely like that new commercial. That is the first time I'm hearing it, the newest AfterBuzz TV commercial. Um, but uh, certainly the place to be to talk about Kim and Courtney taking New York. And uh, we have some news and gossip that I'd like to get into about this season. AfterBuzz TV News. Well, first I want to give you a little inside scoop about Kim Kardashian and her thoughts on the Courtney and Kim Take New York footage. She is apparently mortified by it. And she obviously made the decision to file for divorce. But here's the kicker. After being stunned and mortified by raw footage shot for Kim and Courtney and Kim Take New York, the reports say. Uh, according to Radar Online, Kardashian, who has editorial control over the reality show, uh, said she watched almost all of the series footage after the filming wrapped in October. And the source says it was hard for Kim to watch all the footage. She has been unable to review it without bursting into tears. She was absolutely mortified when she saw on camera the way that Chris was treating her. The marriage was already under a tremendous amount of stress, but she just couldn't believe that she had married this man that was treating her and her family like this. A trailer, obviously, for the second season showed Kardashian and Humphreys fighting, uh, as well as Kim in tears. Um, so, you know, the previews showed them saying, can you live with Chris? And the source told Radar that the final cut of Courtney and Kim will firmly position Humphreys as the bad guy and Kardashian as the victim in their relationship, keeping in mind that she's the one who has these rights to uh, control that. So um, Kim was also stunned by the amount of bad press and public relations nightmare that she has endured since deciding to file for divorce. And Kim will be using the show to attempt to rehab her image. Kim has been telling her inner circle that she has worked very hard to get where she has, and she isn't going to let her marriage and subsequent decision to divorce Chris Humphreys ruin that. Kim carefully and methodically plans all of her business decisions, and that is how she is looking at her divorce as all business. So, I don't know. I, you know, fans, by the way, are threatening to boycott um, her appearance on 
The Marriage Counselor by Tyler Perry, and there's a petition circulating online for E to stop airing Kardashian-related programming. So there definitely is a lot of backlash, and it seems from this report that she's trying to use the show that broke their relationship to now sort of break him um, and rehab, you know, her image. What do you think about all this, Mari? I heard about uh, the petitions and how, like, how many people signed the petition? At this point, I don't know, but we actually did get a tweet. I don't know if you saw it, Mari. Some, uh, someone did tweet us with this petition. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, after talking to, like, my friends and family right after she announced the divorce, I think people were kind of upset. They were like... My friends and family said to me, okay, like, Kim Kardashian's moment is over now. Like, there's definitely going to be a backlash because it seemed like it was such a blatant PR move on her part to have made so much money and profited so much off of it that I knew there was going to be a backlash. But that's why I think it's smart that she's staying low-key. I mean, there was, like, no commotion at all for this season, really. And, um, you know, except for flying out to shoot that movie, she's basically been, like, staying at home and not on the paparazzi radar I mean, I guess for I guess except for Dancing with the Stars to show up to support Rob, but um, she's been staying pretty low key. And my advice to her is just to continue to stay low key until this all kind of boils over. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's interesting. I don't know what to make of all this. It really is a very messy situation. And a little extra scoop: I know somebody who worked uh, at E. And they told me basically that, first of all, something we all know, everything is produced. Everything on this show is basically produced, which we know this anyway. Um, But what I thought was interesting is that she filed at uh, 72 days because if she stayed married any longer, he'd get more out of her. So I just find it interesting she really is a businesswoman, but is she taking this businesswoman role too far? And, you know, I think she's putting this, her business and herself, much further ahead of any relationship she had with Chris. And so there, I don't know how much I blame this backlash on her right now. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I think it's smart for her to just, I think it's smart for her to just stay low-key, and um, I'm glad to hear that she's not suing her for $10 million for this bad portrayal. I thought, God, this is going to get ugly, you know, because when he first announced his announcement after the divorce, he said, you know, I care about this marriage, I want to work on it, and he hasn't, you know, made any comments publicly about it, so I thought that he stayed pretty classy. So when I heard, like, gossip about him suing, I thought, oh, God, this is going to get ugly. So I'm glad that um, for now that's not true. Right, yeah. As of now, he's not suing her. And, uh, you know, he's basically stepped out. Um, You know, Kim's keeping low-key. But he's, according to a report, back to the grind, basically. Um, Chris Humphreys, as the prenup, you know, will not be stepping into a fortune, and uh, he stepped out and announced a new business venture, uh, 
he had a press conference at New York City's Trump Soho to announce his new endorsement deal with Sexter, Sexter Watches. And according to a source, Humphrey's Sector deal is worth about $150,000. He said he's happy to be here, part of Sector, and uh, he told reporters, as you all know, this has been a difficult time in my life, and I'm so grateful for my friends at Sector for their unwavering support. So he's stepping out. He's getting endorsement deals, not suing her. He's definitely not coming into a lot from this. So I don't know. I'm kind of... You know, he's being painted as a bad guy, but I do kind of, at this point, I don't know how much I feel so bad for, uh, you know, I, I do feel a little bad for him at this point. You don't feel, you just, I, you're not feeling him uh, at all, right, Mari? No, I mean, if he really was, like, totally <laughs> blindsided by this and they never had a discussion and she just kind of dropped the divorce bomb on him, then, yeah, I feel bad for him. But if they had a discussion about it and she thought, she said, okay, like, we're being a dick and a prick, this isn't working, then I don't feel so bad for him. Right. Well, we'll definitely see how this all plays out. I, you know, this, for me, I always really, li- I really like the first season of Tim and Courtney Take New York. So I'm really, I feel like there's so much going on with this show, this season. I'm really, I'm really excited to watch this season play out. And we're only at the beginning. Um, There's a lot to unfold in eight weeks, it looks like. Another rumor before we finish up our news and gossip here that was circulating was on the side of Scott Disick, where with Rob Kardashian, obviously, on Dancing with the Stars and uh, co-star Kristen Cavallari, there was a rumor circulating that she had had an affair with uh, Scott. And, you know, just to squash that rumor, Rob had said on his time with Dancing with Stars, that is 100% untrue. Um, I mean, people make up stories all the time. It's part of the world we live in. I'm friends with Kristen, and I'm pretty sure that's very false. So uh, Kristen herself also said um, that the report saying that she got it on with Kourtney Kardashian's other half was downright gross. So that was a rumor rumor circulating, but apparently very much, very much untrue. Did you hear about that one, Mari? Yeah, I heard about that one. She's she's with Jay Cutler, and they're cute. So, yeah, so I don't think that's yeah, true. definitely. I don't think there's any any truth to that one. Um, so lots to look forward to. That's all for your news and gossip this week. This premiere week of you know, Kim and Courtney take New York and so much to look, so many answers to look for um, from this messy, messy situation for Kim. And, I, you know, as much as I'm sort of not, I'm really not siding with Chris. I'm not siding with anyone at this point. I'm just saying that they're making it out to be like, you're going to hate Chris by the end of this season. I'm not hating him yet. That's all I'm saying. I'm not hating Kim. Um, I definitely have felt bad for her um, before this premiere episode. And so, you know, I think if we look at Twitter, Mari, there's people like Brat Love ZU saying, wow, poor Kim, poor Humphreys, and Courtney, oh, my God, what happened? (laughs) But I think that's kind of – you're kind of feeling bad for both of them at this point because it's just kind of a mess. Um, You know, I don't – 
I don't know what, what's going to happen, but then there's another tweet from Viva La Juicy saying, I'm a little mad at Kim for what she did, but I'm so excited for, you know, Kim and Courtney to New York. It's all about Courtney. Um, so there's definitely a lot of opinions going on. I do think that it's hard to, to really blame anyone at this point, even knowing what we know. I, I really think we need to watch it all play out. Don't you agree? Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, right now I'm I'm not on Team Chris, but we'll see what happens. I'm not saying I'm on Team Chris so much. I'm just saying I'm leaning a little bit in favor of just not totally being anti-Chris at this point. Rebecca S.E.M. tweeted, some funny moments but sad to watch him and Courtney take New York with Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys. It's like a love story that ends up broken. Very good call, Rebecca, because that's what's really sad here is that whoever is at fault, and we don't really know who is at fault and if either one is really to blame, but at the end of the day, we know this is going to end up sad. So I guess that's what we take from it. I, I am looking forward to seeing what happens, but I don't obviously like knowing the outcome is going to be a sad one. Um, but so much to look forward to this season. And uh, let's get into some predictions because there was a lot going on in these predictions for this season. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Well, I said I was on, not necessarily on Team Chris, but I was wavering. Uh, but it looks like he's going to do a lot of stuff, you know, that that report in News and Gossip that he's going to be made to look like the bad guy. Well, that that seems much more obvious in these predictions, Mari, from, you know, uh, him with drinking and whores in his place. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, him asking Jonathan, are you gay, and, you know, what's going on with that. I definitely see how things are going to go downhill what did what stood out to you the most in that big jumble of predictions? Um, the whole Chloe uh, and Kim fight about being jealous. I don't know that one. I'm curious about. I love seeing Chloe on on uh, the show, so I'm just curious about that one. And then I thought Jonathan was already like out and proud and gay. Was I wrong on that one? I know that that's why I don't know they sh it's weird that they chose to show that of all things with so much going on um very weird I thought yeah I didn't think that was a who knows why they chose to show that but I guess it's just Chris offending people or acting like a doof I don't know um but he definitely the party is what's scaring me um, Kim, of course, they show her going to Dubai, and it looks like Chris is going to get into some some big trouble while she's away. So I'm looking forward to that. Not so that I'm am looking I. I'm looking forward, forward to, it, to, way, but I'm to everything and figuring out. I'm looking forward to figuring out exactly where I stand on this whole Kim and Chris thing. 
Yeah, I'm really, I'm really confused right now. I think we all came into this season confused. It was such a whirlwind in the press, and there's really going to be some answers here. I hope they're honest answers because, as we know, Kim has such a strong hand in his portrayal, but I'm really looking for answers. And uh, someone else who was giving some answers in the predictions was John Edward, and he's a a world-renowned medium and psychic and I actually personally know John Edwards, so maybe we can get some direct feedback from him and as well as some other celebrity guests. So we have a lot to look forward to on this season. My partner in crime, Mari Fagel, is going to break it down with me. And uh, I'm Jackie Moran, of course. We want you to tweet us every week. Call into the show. Tweet into the show at Jackie Moran, Mari Fagel, and After Buzz TV. We are all in the same boat here as Kardashian fans. We have to talk it through together. So join us every week. And uh, thank you so much for joining us for the premiere tonight. And thank you so much, Mari. And we will see you guys next week. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.